Welcome to the Tried and Truly Podcast, where you'll find encouragement, community, and biblical truth from the God that truly never fails. Let's get started. Welcome back to another episode of the Tried and Truly Podcast. You are listening to episode five, and on today's episode, Lori and I are going to be talking about what it means to cultivate a heart of gratitude. Well, first of all, I want to just stop and give thanks to God for our podcast listeners. Yes. When we set out on this ministry, we had no idea what to expect or really what God even had in store. Um, But oh my goodness, every time we release a new episode and get emails from people about, you know, they really liked an episode, how it connected with the journey of their life right now, it just completely warms my heart and just reminds me that this is all for the glory of God. So listeners, thank you so much for joining us and just keep sharing us out there with your friends and family and keep helping us spread the good news of Jesus. Yes. Yes. We appreciate it so much. And the timing of this episode really could not be any more perfect because Thanksgiving is right around the corner. Thanksgiving is hands down my favorite holiday because it kicks off the holiday season and eggnog. (laughs) Eggnog comes out the day after Thanksgiving. So that's an extra bonus for me. But, you know, for my family, we get to enjoy some extra family time together, delicious food, and we don't have all of the kids' commercialized (laughs) expectations that come along with Christmas. So even though Thanksgiving is just a few days away, the Bible tells us that we should have a heart of gratitude at all times. Well, first of all, I have a confession. I've never had eggnog. So am I really missing out that badly? Yes, you're definitely missing out. Eggnog (laughs) is like the pumpkin spice of winter. So I'm going to need you this holiday season to give it a try and report back to us. Okay, challenge accepted. But Lori, like you, I love Thanksgiving. I love spending time with my family, getting together with loved ones. And there's just so many reasons uh, to be grateful. But this year, Thanksgiving is going to look really different for my family, and I think it will um, for a lot of people. So it's easy to be grateful when things are going really well. But like you said, the Bible tells us to be grateful at all times and in all situations. So no exceptions all the time. That's a big ask. So how do we do that? And I think we can break it out into three reasons, really, of why and how we can and should be grateful all the time. So today we're going to break out three areas, first starting with the love of God, our obedience to God, and then finally the peace that we receive when we can find ways to have a heart of gratitude. Well, Michelle, you know that I love data and research. Yes. (laughs) So this is a little segment called This Is Your Brain. This is your brain on gratitude. (laughs) I like it. (laughs) So there's obviously a lot of studies, uh, research that have been done on gratitude and what it does to your brain. And even one study from Berkeley showed that some people are just more inclined to be grateful because of they have certain types of variants of genes, their brain structure, their personality. Obviously, it's hard to be grateful when you're envious if you have a personality that's, you know, more lean towards materialism, right? It's hard to be grateful for Mm -hmm. the things you have 
if you're worried about what you don't have. But another study I really like by um, UCLA, they actually put people in an MRI machine and they said, pretend that you're a Holocaust survivor and you just received food or shelter from a stranger. Just imagine that. And immediately they could see on the MRI their brain activity firing. So even the act of like thinking about being grateful, Mm -hmm. even if it's fictitious, it generated brain activity that's good for your health, good for your metabolism, good for your sleep habits. So there's physical benefits to creating a habit of being grateful. And Lori, just to tack on to those benefits, researchers at the University of California, Davis, found that being grateful can lower feelings of resentment, greed, and bitterness, and also increase feelings of joy, enthusiasm, and best of all, gratitude can increase your happiness by 25%. I think another exciting thing is that they concluded that the more often we practice being grateful, the better we get at it, just like any muscle we exercise. So if you don't have a natural propensity towards gratefulness, it's something that you can cultivate over time. And I think all of this research confirms what our awesome creator designed us to be, and that is to have a heart of gratitude, and so much so that he declares it the will of our lives. First Thessalonians tells us to rejoice always, pray continually, and give thanks in all circumstances, for this is God's will for you in Christ Jesus. And I want to take that a step further and talk about not only being grateful in the sense that you're grateful for a relationship or the beautiful weather outside, but we always need to take the gift that we are grateful for and connect it back to our giver. James 1.17 tells us that every good and perfect gift is from above. And I think when we connect our attitude of gratefulness back to the giver of the gift, it truly takes on so much more meaning and brings about even more joy. I love that because it's easy to stop at being grateful for the blessings that we have without recognizing the greater blessing that's the giver. The trick is, how do you do that? I mean, first, we need to maybe find a time of reflection, which is really important in this busy life. Um, Maybe a memento or like something tangible that you can see, hold, feel to remind you of a time in your life where you received a blessing from God. I know some families have like the gratitude jars with their kids, which is really cool. Like you walk past it in your living room or in your kitchen, and you can't help but be grateful when you visually see that thing fill right up. So it's finding those opportunities to remind yourself, reflect on the blessings. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And you and I were just recently reminiscing about how we first met. We were talking about our good friend, Lindsay, that, that introduced us and how I met Lindsay. You know, I was having a busy summer of no break momming with toddlers. And I found a Bible study that offered childcare. So any moms out there know if you find a Bible study with childcare, like this is gold, you absolutely <laughs> will sign up for it. <laughs> um, and and I met Lindsay at this Bible study. And she was just so welcoming, so much so that she even invited me to be in her small church group. When I look back on that day, though, I realize, you know, like it wasn't luck that I was there. It was because God put me there. Mm, I love that story because 
it really makes you stop and not just be grateful for the blessing, but the giver, the creator of that blessing. And so like you shared, the story of meeting Lindsay and being part of the small group was not by chance, but it was actually God's plan to grow in a deeper relationship with you. And so when I think of having a heart of gratitude and that really being out of an act of love, because we have a loving God and our gratitude towards him is in response to that love. I know for you, it was reminiscing on that relationship piece, right? For me, it's being out in nature, actually being close to the ocean. And obviously in the Midwest, I don't have an ocean nearby. Uh, Some people may argue like the Great Lakes qualify, but they really don't. (laughs) Um, But my long-term retirement plan is to live by the ocean because I love it. I'm not like a big ocean avid sports person thinks to shark week. I'm actually afraid to go into the water. (laughs) But it's actually just standing at the water's edge and just looking out at the ocean and seeing how enormous it is and how powerful the waves are, the vastness of that. And I'm always overwhelmed and just stand in awe at God that the same God that created that ocean and the same God that controls all of the waves, as it calls out in Psalms 89, is the same God that loves me. And so for some people, it may be the ocean like me, other people, it may be the mountaintops or a beautiful sunset. But I think nature gives us a lot of opportunities to reflect on the amazing creator that we have. Yes, absolutely. And I have to tell you, Lori, I have been learning a lot about sharks lately because my boys love sharks. And I've learned that sharks are actually much more scared of you than you are of them. (laughs) So we kind of covered the first reason um, to grow a heart of gratitude. And that's a response to the love that God has given us. But let's talk about the second reason why you should cultivate a heart of gratitude. And that's really out of an act of obedience to God. And the Bible tells us to give thanks in everything always. But it doesn't just tell us to give thanks and stop there. It tells us why we should give thanks. And Psalm 136.1 says to give thanks to the Lord for he is good. His love endures forever. So when we pause to recognize all the heavenly gifts that we're given, oneness with God, a, a personal relationship with him, forgiveness of sins, everlasting life with God through Jesus, there's so many reasons to give thanks outside of all the earthly gifts we have. And I think it's important too, like even in these difficult times, we can give thanks. And that sounds really hard, you know, when there's so many, so many people suffering in the world. But I think if we turn to David in the Psalms, he shows us a great example of how it's okay to feel both of these feelings at the same time. We can feel hurt, distressed, sorrowful, and we can also give thanks. And in Psalm 31, he says, I will rejoice and be glad in your faithful love because you have seen my affliction. You know the troubles of the soul and you have not handed me over to the enemy. And he goes on to say that his eyes are worn out from frustration. His life is consumed with grief and his years with groaning. Sounds pretty familiar in 2020. (laughs) (laughs) Lots of groaning. And yet David's rejoicing in God's faithful love. So I think that's a really beautiful example to us that even though we are struggling right now, possibly, we have hope in God's love. And the hope isn't the kind of hope where we hope COVID will go away or 
we hope certain things will happen for our life, but it's a hope in Jesus that is certain. And that's something to really be grateful for. I love that. Yeah, because like you said, there's so many things that can feel overwhelming right now. COVID is probably just icing on the cake for some of us. You know, there's hardships, financial hardships, you know, health hardships. There's just, you know, so many things. Obviously, the political climate that we're currently going through, social injustices, but it's to give thanks in all situations. So I I really like that. And I think, um, you know, it's hard to feel gratitude in the midst of pain and turmoil. I don't know, Michelle, do you journal? You know, I haven't always journaled as consistently as I'd like. But one of my really good friends told me a while ago um, about a habit that she had cultivated and in writing down three good things that happened to her each day that she was grateful for. So I've been trying to do this as well. And now at the end of my day, I try to write down three things that happened during my day. And it doesn't have to be big things. It can be something little like my husband offering to take the kids outside so I can stay in and maybe read my book. Or it could be an unexpected hug, you know, that my son gave me. But I think having the habit of writing them down really reinforces all the good things in my life that I have to thank God for. Um, And I think an even better habit would be if I could do this in the morning and really just start my day with a grateful heart. I think instead of, you know, thinking of a long list of things I have to do or all the remote schooling that I have to (laughs) somehow get through for the day, starting with, you know, this is God's day that he's made and I'm going to be thankful, rejoice and be glad in that. Yeah, I like that, especially starting your day. Right. I think I saw somewhere someone was talking about they actually write down three things they're thankful for before they even get out of bed. Because regardless of what the day holds or the circumstances ahead, that they want to provide that act of obedience to God and express gratitude the first thing in the morning. So, but I am committed. I haven't been a consistent journaler, but I, which is weird because I love writing and I keep buying all of these journals thinking I'm going to... (laughs) I mean, I have like five journals and like the first five pages are filled out. But still, I'm going to become a consistent journaler. That's my goal for this season of my life. And so actually, I'm excited about this because one of my colleagues at work, her name's Kara Barker, she just released a book, which is totally awesome. It's a 100-day devotional journal, and it's called Hallelujah and Hiccups, which I, love I think is such a cool name. <laughs> yes. Yeah. So actually, I have mine on order. Amazon should be ringing my doorbell any minute now with it. (laughs) But I'm going to start that. I know it's on Amazon. It's on online at Target. So um, just challenge anybody out there to take a look, go out and get a copy for yourself. And actually, I think on the YouVersion Bible app, there's even a 14-day devotional. I'm excited about that piece because it's really important to practice gratitude, like you said, Michelle, and in all times, not just in the Thanksgiving season. And it can obviously be really difficult to do that when we're in situations of life that are difficult. Right, right. And I think like everything in life, we can look to Jesus as our perfect example. And it reminds me of the story of Jesus feeding the 5,000. And there he is with a few fish and barley loaves and literally thousands of people to feed. And Jesus could have focused on the trial he was facing. And and instead, 
what does he do? He gave thanks. Before anything, he gave thanks to God, and he knew that God would provide. And we know how the story ends. He was able to feed everyone with plenty left over, but I think that's just such a good, tangible example for us. Even in the storm, even in the midst of trials, we can first stop and give thanks. That is really good. I like that. Jesus always has great examples. You know, at the Last Supper, Jesus knew what was going to happen in just a few hours. He knew that he was going to be arrested, beaten, tortured, crucified for things that he was completely innocent of. Yet, he gave thanks. He illustrates that for us. He tells his disciples, one of you are going to betray me. And they're all like, not it. Um, But he's like, one of you will betray me. So go ahead, prepare this Passover feast. So they're sitting there at the Last Supper and he does what? I mean, he breaks the bread and he gives thanks and said, take this bread, it's my body. Then he takes the wine and he gives thanks again and says, drink this for it is my blood. And then at the end of supper, they continue to express gratitude and praise towards God as they sing a hymn. So to me, it's just like, wow, if Jesus can express gratitude when he knows what is about to take place on the cross, that is a perfect example for me to follow Mm -hmm. uh, regardless of my situation. Yeah, that's an awesome example. And I think we also need this spiritual habit of thanksgiving because it produces a gift of peace in our hearts. And I think during this crazy time of COVID-19 and everything going on in our world, uh, the Bible tells us we can find peace. And so I know that's easier said than done. But if gratitude is something that can bring us peace, then I think it's something that we should pursue. We all need a little bit of peace, maybe a lot of peace right now. I'll take a lot lot of peace is what I need. (laughs) Yeah. Um, But I think that's a great point. And Philippians 4, 7 reminds us that we are to pray and give thanks, and then we will receive the peace of God, which transcends all of our understanding. So he is giving us a gift. If we express gratitude, we can receive this great benefit, which is peace. Yeah. Yeah. And I think it applies to the big scary trials that we face. And it also applies to the everyday mundane situations. You know, a lot of us are staying home and we are losing a little bit of our sanity with kids running around all the time. People are trying to work from home. You know, it can get a little stressful. And I think for me, you know, I'm a stay at home mom and I have two little boys and Probably because I'm insane, I like to color code all their Legos in different bins (laughs) because it helps me find the pieces I'm looking for when I'm trying to build something. And they like to dump the bins out. So you can see this constant, you know, cycle of me organizing, they dump the bins out, me or, you know, and it gets to be this stressful situation of I have a messy house, I have chaos. Really, the only antidote, I think, to this conundrum of a chaotic, you know, messy life is being grateful. And when I can think of the things that I'm grateful for, instead of focusing on a messy house or kids that don't behave perfectly, it can really bring me peace. So I think of the blessings that God has given me of these beautiful children. And I have 
as you know, Lori, I have another child on the way. (laughs) So we're so grateful to God for that. And I have a roof over my head and I have a house that I get to clean, you know, and there's so many things to be grateful for. And it really, it zaps the stress and anxiety you're feeling. And it only makes you have a heart of gratefulness and ultimately peace. And remembering God in that moment of feeling stressed or feeling tired, it really makes everything else seem insignificant. When I think of how, like you said, the God of the universe who created the ocean and the powerful waves, he also created me and loves me more than I could ever imagine. And that brings me so much peace. Yeah. Well, Michelle, um, your house is about ready to get a whole lot messier, girl. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, it is for sure. Well, I am definitely convicted and committed to growing a heart of gratitude out of an act of love in response to God's love for me, in obedience to God, and as an opportunity to receive the gift of peace from God. So to everyone out there, may your Thanksgiving holiday and all the days that follow bring you a heart of gratitude in any and all situations and circumstances. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of the Tried and Truly Podcast. Please subscribe and check us out at tridandtrulypodcast.com to connect with us, see our show notes, and much more. See you next time.